Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. Get your Bible or your electronic device and stand with me. Those of you that are home, do the same. We're going to celebrate the resurrection the entire month of April. Amen. If we can celebrate all these other things, we got to celebrate Jesus. Man, I'm excited about Jesus. You know, and I, I don't need a whole lot. I, I don't need a whole lot. To get me to praise and worship him. Doesn't take a lot. Doesn't take a lot. In fact, in fact, as, as we embark as a church and personally myself and my wife, we embark on some milestone events in our life. It's normal to reflect. You know, this month we'll have been married. The 23rd of this month we'll have been married 34 years. 34 years. And to some, to some, that might not seem like much of anything. And, and I get it, but here's the, here's the reality. We lived every one of those 34 years. We know what God did and is doing those 34 years. And so, uh, uh, Pastor reminded me, I said this, I guess, in my 50s, that I was no longer going to let anybody control my happy. So I'm happy that God has kept my marriage and my family together for 34 years. And uh, I'm also happy that we will, be have, we will have been pastoring 25 years next month. Celebrating 25, now again, I know you, I, I know some of y'all can't really clap like maybe you want to, or and even maybe you, the way you should, but. I, we went through every one of these 25 years with the saints fighting principalities and powers and seeing people saved and healed and married and blessed. And so, you know, I guess I might as well turn this into a little mini announcement segment since we're already on this. So we're asking everyone, every member, to, to, to sow $125 for the 25th church anniversary. Now, you know, and you can clap for that because, again, as, as I look back over the years and we give God the glory for the countless numbers of people that have been saved, healed, blessed, demons cast out, marriages restored, children raised up to love and learn of God um, that's not a lot to ask for 25 years even if you haven't been here the whole 25 years if this ministry has blessed you at all let me let me say it like this and I'm not I'm not I'm not being funny or I'm not being against anybody if this ministry has blessed you more than Walmart I know you spend more than $125 in Walmart <laughs> amen 
Amen. And uh, I'll say this and then we'll get right into the word. Um, because we're going to be fasting and praying a corporate consecration April 14th through the 16th, liquid only, we're not doing the fasting and praying every first and third Wednesday this month because we're already fasting in the middle of the month. So we'll be fasting and praying April 14th, 15th, 16th. That's just before the resurrection. So it's going to be very critical. So we'll be having prayer here every night at 6 p.m. Also, I want to say to you, some of you may got confused because, you know, it's just that time living. And some of you don't really get online and follow what we're saying on our website. So some of you may tuned in Wednesday and you didn't see the reconciliation ministry. But it was cold going on, wasn't it? Wasn't it going on? It was happening. Because we did it and we're going to, we're, it's being edited and then it will be, you know, like they said, we're, we're going to drop it sometime next week. It will bless your life. I was so blessed by the family I get to be a part of, of how everyone ministered from Lexus being the youngest to Pastor Cam and Vicky ministering, being six years older than Lexus. And then Pastor Deborah, what she added and how God allowed me just to put it all together. It's going to bless your life. We, we, we plan to do more of them. It's just it's not an easy thing to get five different people together to do something like that. But I felt it was necessary. And I believe you're going to be blessed when you watch it. All right. All right, then. So get your Bible. God bless you for standing through the announcements. Uh, turn to Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter 2, and uh, let's look at verse 16. Ephesians 2, 16, King James Version. And it reads, and that he, being Jesus Christ, might reconcile both, that's Jew and Gentile, unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Father, help us enter into your word with anointing, clarity, and understanding. Help your word enter into us to bring forth the fruit of righteousness, all for your glory. Anoint the preacher, the teacher, the prophet, the proclaimer. Anoint the ears and the hearts of your people that the word might be planted and bring forth fruit for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless you. You may be seated. Again, the whole month of April, we're going to talk about nothing but the cross. We're going to talk about the cross, and uh, these are biblical foundational truths that we need to remember, that we need to remember. We need to know these things. So, again, Ephesians 2.16 reads, and that he, the he being Jesus Christ, might reconcile both, who is that, who is that, Jew and Gentile, unto God in one body, say one body. By his cross, say by his, by his cross, having slain the enmity thereby. What that means simply is Jesus dying on the cross made peace with God the Father for all of us so we can once again be received as sons in one body. The cross of Jesus Christ reconciled that word reconciled there means to make right again please hear and please understand that it is through the cross of Jesus Christ that 
Any believer has right relationships with God. All right. Another way to say it is if you're not a born again, spirit filled believer, Jesus cross still gives you access back to the father in order to have a right relationship. Another way to say it. If you're not born again, if you're not saved, you do not have a right relationship with God, the father. It, I'm going to try to be, you know, really gracious and not as tenaciously in your face. Even though that's my personality when I get behind the desk. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord, you do not have a right relationship with God. I did not say you don't have one at all. I'm just saying the one you have ain't right. Doesn't matter how you feel. I know God loves me. He does. But you still ain't right with him. Any, any, any parent knows that. You keep messing up. I love you, my son, but you in punishment. You're on punishment. You're not in my favor. Our relationship ain't right. It's not what it should be. And the cross of Jesus Christ, those of us that confess Jesus and the blood and the sacrifice, which is the cross, it brings us back into right relationship with God. Let me say it another way. Let me say it another way. You know, gas prices is really, really high. And uh, thank God this ain't California. But it'd be a bad thing to get to the gas pump. You on E, you on fumes and you put your card in there and it says you're not in right relationship. You cannot use this car. You haven't paid your bill in months. You are not in right relationship with your credit card provider. Therefore, they will not favor you with loaning you money. The cross of Jesus Christ puts the believer, those that put their faith in Jesus Christ, it puts us back in right relationship with the Father. We have ultimate favor. Somebody say, I have ultimate favor by the cross. Millions of people. We're going we're to show you some examples. Of course, just a few because we don't have a lot of time and, and you can look it up yourself. But millions of people, millions of people all over the world wear crosses. Um, they're used on necklaces, earrings, bracelets. People get them tattooed all over the place. A cross is a, a, a very common fixture when it comes to adornment and a person's desire to display what a cross is for their personal reasons. There are all kinds of crosses. There's a upside down cross. You know, some say that's Luciferian, it may be, but the upside down cross really is a symbol of Peter, history says, because Peter, when he was being crucified, he didn't want to be crucified like Jesus, so he said, crucify me upside down. And then there's the unk, you see a whole lot of woke black folk wearing the unk. Unk. It's Egyptian. It's the Egyptian cross. And to the Egyptian, <laughs> to the Egypt worshiping or the person that worships the gods of Egypt or 
the person that has claimed religious affiliation with Egypt, they wear unks. The unk, as I'm about to say, symbolizes the key of life. Well, if you're a believer, you know the key of life is not in an unk. It's in Jesus. See, some of y'all wearing them, you don't really know why you're wearing them. Look cool. You look woke. It's a conversation piece. But if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be wearing an unk. And then the last one, and there's so many. The last one, there's a resurgence of this. Some of you may not even be aware of what this has represented down through the decades, even centuries. There's what's known as a broken cross. Is more commonly known or better known as a swastika. So if you're a Christian and you understand the significance and the symbolism of a cross, you wouldn't wear a broken cross. You wouldn't wear a broken cross. And so, again, the cross, and these are just a few of them, the cross that people wear symbolizes what they believe. And for the believer, for the Christian, for the saint, the cross is a very powerful statement that we make when we wear a cross. When you see crosses in churches, on top of churches, it has a different meaning to us as believers than it does many other people. And you got to understand that. So for the believer, for the Christian, for the saint, for the follower of Jesus Christ, <laughs> there are only two crosses that matter. Only two crosses matter. The cross of Jesus Christ, and we'll get to this as we go along this month, and the second cross that matters to you is our own personal cross. Tell somebody, you got a cross to bear. We all have a cross to bear. So while you're work worrying about all these other crosses and trying to be woke and cool, you need to worry about the cross you got to bear. You need to worry about the cross that you have to bear. Write this down. We'll get right into it. For the believer then, for the believer, the cross is a symbol of suffering, shame, but it's also a symbol of victory and blessing. I'm going to say that again. Write it down. For the believer, for the follower of Jesus Christ, for the saint, the cross is a symbol of suffering and shame, as well as blessing and victory, or victory and blessing. Doesn't matter how you write it down. The cross is a symbol of suffering and shame. Let's talk about that first. One, two, three, on a show of hands. How many of you want to suffer? Smart audience. Somebody did like I caught you. I saw it's all good. We, we family. <laughs> Nobody wants to suffer. So let, me, let me ask it this way. How many of you do not want to suffer? Raise your hand. Everybody. Everybody. Okay. Um, you know, it's my job to tell you that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Suffering and shame in God's economy, biblically, spiritually speaking, suffering and shame come before victory and blessing. 
So if you don't want to suffer, you don't want no victory. If you don't want suffering and shame, you don't want blessing and victory. You don't want it. It's not going to happen for you. So then what will happen when you're around people that are suffering and has experienced shame and now they're on the other side in victory and blessing, you'll pretend like you suffered too. You know, you know, it is human nature to want to blend in with the crowd. That's why some of y'all wearing what you're wearing, because you've seen somebody else had it on. Look good on them. Look good on you. We still family, right? Let's just talk. <laughs> Suffering and shame always come before victory and blessing. Always. No matter what. Let me just say it this way. Even in the world, you hear athletes all the time, man, we really went through as a team, man, we suffered, but we came through this, that's why we're the champs. You can't get through suffering and pain and get to victory without going through suffering and pain. And it's amazing to me how many saints I run into that don't want to go through anything. Or while they're going through, they can't recognize there's victory and blessing on the other side. So let me just tell you, even before we get there, there will be glory after this. Look at someone and tell them, there will be glory after this. Whatever your this is, hang in there. You know, I'm old enough to remember, you know, 20 years ago, folk would just go to shouting over that church, just be tore up. Because people believed it. Romans 8, you don't have to turn there. 17 tells us if we suffer with him, we will what? Reign with him. How can we reign without suffering? Hebrews 12, 2, please turn there. King James Version of the Bible. King James Version, Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Where is the joy? The joy wasn't now. The joy was in front of him. He had to what? Endure the cross, despising the shame, and is set down right now at the right hand of the throne of God. Somebody, ooh, yes. Somebody's going to receive a tremendous breakthrough today. Let me say it another way, because y'all look like y'all was clapping like y'all was at the petting zoo. Ooh, look at the look at the zebras, mommy. Someone's going to receive a tremendous breakthrough today. (laughs) 
The Bible tells us, please write this word down. This is very important. Words are very, very important. Jesus endured the cross. So the cross is something he had to endure. In other words, the cross wasn't easy. I know we've seen so many stories and so many movies and super book and cartoons. It just looked like Jesus just skipped to the, to the, to the cross and just, you know. No, no, no. He endured the cross. To endure something is to strain through it. It's to suffer through it. The cross was nothing easy for Jesus to endure. In fact, uh, Resurrection Sunday, we're going to pass out crosses to everybody. Pass them out. Uh, as a reminder, it's a little cross you can use it to put on your keychain to remind us of the power of the cross. Uh, Jesus, as I said, had to endure the cross. Another way to say it, and I'm going to repeat this several times, he had to surrender his life to the cross until it was over. He had to stay in pain until it was over. He, he could have jumped up there and said, oh, man, I was up here for three minutes, y'all. That's enough. No, 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 no. He had to stay on the cross until he died. He had to endure the cross. But he was able to do this because of the joy that he saw in his future. See, you, I, none of us will be able to endure our crosses if God doesn't give you a vision of your future that's better than the pain you're experiencing right now. I'm talking to somebody that's getting delivered little by little by little because what you've been going through is nothing compared to the glory that's in front of you. So in order for you to endure your cross, you got to keep your eyes ahead of you. Now, 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 we, 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 we went through this a little bit in, in, our, in our session on, on, on reconciliation as we were a family up here ministering. See, see you, 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 the reason most Americans are angry is the news. The news most Americans are listening to are telling everybody how horrible things are right now. That's why you upset. You don't even, some of you don't even know why you're so mad. Because all you hear is bad news about right now. So you just got a frown on your face like you ain't got no Holy Ghost because you haven't let the Lord show you what's in your future. I came today to encourage, prophesy to somebody that your future is way better than your right now. So already begin to get happy in your head, in your heart, because there's some joy in front of you. Hey, God, there's some joy God has in front of you joy in front of you. Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame because he realized what, what was ahead of him was better than what he was going through. Tell your neighbor, joy is coming. 
Tell your neighbor, joy is coming after they surrender. Tell your neighbor, joy is coming after you've suffered a while. And this is the last thing I want you to tell them in this regard. Now, now, tell your neighbor to tell their face. Tell your face. It ain't going to always be like this. It's not going to always be like this. See, 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 here, here's another challenge. Here's another challenge. The world, the little G God of this world who blinds the minds, who deceives people, he's perfect, excellent at it. He's got people thinking, people that look just like us. He's got people thinking because somebody has a nice car, they ain't suffering. Because they got a nice house, they're not suffering. Because they're, they're they make a certain amount of money, they're not suffering. So, so you treat people different, funny, weird, and ungodly because you think they got it better than you. But everybody is suffering. Tell your neighbor, everybody's suffering some kind of way. See, another reason you, you, you tripping because you telling everybody how messed up your life is and they ain't telling nobody. So you think because they ain't telling nobody, they ain't going through anything. No, they just learn how to endure hardness as a good soldier. I, I, you know, I told you years ago, pastor, and God helped me understand this early on. Just one of the things, thank God for, hey, listen, it's not my job to get up here and tell you what I'm going through. It's my job to tell you what you're going to go through and come out of. So you, you got to have enough. I, I know I'm talking to a very, very smart crowd. You proved that already. You got to have sense enough to know, even if I ain't saying I'm going through something, I am. Because if you're going through it, I'm going through some of the same thing you're going through. So we all might as well tell each other. It's joy after this. It's joy after this. It's it. <laughs> joy after this. Woo. So, so since we understand this, and again, Romans eight twenty eight, and we know we love to quote that scripture. All things work together. No, 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 no. You need to say the first three words. And we know. All things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. You need to know that. So when you're going through and you're suffering, you need to remember what you know. This is why Jesus, hear me, willingly surrendered his life to dying on the cross. He saw the joy of making one body in Christ. He saw the joy of you and I having a right relationship with God. He saw the joy of you getting saved and then you pray and the Father answer your prayers. 
There's joy in your deliverance. Hey, God. There's joy in your breakthrough. Yes, God. There's joy in you being saved and staying saved. I want Jesus to stay joyful about my life so I ain't backsliding. Hmm. Jesus chose. We must choose to surrender our life. Let me say it another way. How many of you, anybody, 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 somebody put a gun to your head and said, get saved. It was your choice. It was your choice. Just like picking up your cross is your choice. No one else can carry your cross for you. We have to carry our own cross. Jesus was made out to be a criminal of the lowest order by being crucified. That was the most shameful way to die during Jesus' time, was dying on the cross. <laughs> Jesus surrendered to being labeled and convicted and treated like the lowest criminal ever. That's why the cross is so powerful. Jesus was made to be a cursed person and surrendered his life to it. He knew the Bible says in Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by being made a curse for us. Why? Because cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Jesus knew what he was surrendering to when he allowed himself to be crucified. He knew he was going to be accursed for you and me. Jesus knew he was going to be accursed because of you and me. Jesus knew he was going to become a curse so you and I could be blessed and be a blessing. That's the power of the cross. It removes the curse. I just got to tell you, if you're not saved, there's a curse on you. Now, now preachers don't like that. And today it's not good politics to tell people that. Because everybody comes to church to be happy. He just cursed me. I went to that church and that preacher cursed me, mama. I didn't curse you. You already cursed when you came in here if you ain't saved. See, that's the difference. Because see, you can't see God like you see me, so you got to blame me. That's why you got to have big shoes to be a pastor. Because folk will swear you cursed them when it's their own behavior or lack thereof that keeps the blessing from your life. Ooh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Let me read it again. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Who is us? Those of us that are saved. If you're not saved, he didn't redeem you. So you're still under the curse of the law. You're cursed. I just got to stop and let you breathe that in. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. So, so let's go there. Let's go there. Let's break this down. Let me let you go home after I bless you and take the curse off you that you feel like you, you know. 
See, Jesus was cursed because Jesus was treated like a rebellious son, according to the law of Moses. Jesus was treated like a rebellious son, according to the law of Moses, and he surrendered to it even though he was sinless. He wasn't a rebellious son. We were the rebellious ones. So he died on the cross so we would no longer walk under the curse of rebellious sons. Of course, I'm talking about daughters too. So let's look at this. Where does this come from? Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 21, if you would, please. Deuteronomy 21. Verse, we'll begin at verse 18. If a man, just follow along with me. This is ESV. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and though they discipline him, will not listen to them, then his father and his mother shall take hold of him. Grab that boy. Grab him. Bring him out to the elders of the city at the gate of the place where he lives. And they shall say to the elders of his city, this our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He's a glutton. I mean, all he do is just eat and play video. Oh, video games ain't in here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Got to be biblically accurate, you know. I think my beard just got a little grayer on that one. Then his father and mother, verse 19, shall take hold of him and bring him out, of, out to the elders of the city at the gate of the place where he lives, verse 20, and they shall say to the elders of his city, this our son, this our son, they probably crying, you know, oh, this my son, stubborn and rebellious. Now, I ain't gonna mess with y'all too much, but the mama probably crying and daddy like, yeah, I'm tired of this boy. <laughs> she like, Frank, but it's Frank Jr. Yeah, but he ain't acting like Frank Jr. <laughs> and so they shall say to the elders of the city, this our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton. That means he, all he does is eat, 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 eat. Glutton and a drunkard. All he does is eat, drink, stay drunk, say hi. He always coming in from some club, some rave, somewhere. He always coming in from somewhere where he didn't tuned up, turned up. I can't remember the last time I seen that boy's eyes when he went bloodshot. I can't remember the last time he cleaned his room. Okay, let me, okay. All right. All right. Bought the boy a car. Stealing money out of the piggy bank to put gas in it. I bought the boy the car. Why are you stealing from us to put? Then the men of the city, verse 21, then all the men, then all the men, all the men of the city shall stone him to death with stones. Now, let me, let me help you understand because, see, a lot of people say, that's why I don't read the Old Testament because it's a different God. No, same God. Same God. He's using this level of severity to warn us. Same God. Wish I had time to talk about it. And all the men of the city shall stone him to death with stones, so you shall purge the evil from your midst. Notice what God said. That's evil. Oh, I know he's your boy, but he's evil. Purge the evil. 
You wonder why the world is in the way it is today? You turn the news on every morning, somebody getting shot on the expressway, and, and no one knows who did it. And there's no suspect in It's somebody's son. Somebody's child did that. Do you realize that? Somebody's son who nobody taught. So you shall purge evil from your midst and all Israel shall hear it and fear. There it is. God is trying to establish early on. He's no one to play with. God ain't nobody to play with. Tell your neighbor God's nobody to play with. See, here, here, here's the problem for, for many in our generation. You made grace the ability for you to play with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verse 22. And if a man has committed a crime punishable by death, he is to be put to death and you hang him on a tree and his body shall not remain all night on the tree, but you shall bury him the same day uh, for a hanged man is a cursed by God. You shall not defile your land. The Lord your God has given you. See, when we don't follow God's laws and God's rules, and I'm not suggesting that we follow all the laws of Moses, but the law of family, honoring father and mother, it, it, it doesn't go away with time. You, you, didn't, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. See, 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 this is why Jesus suffered for us because we were all considered rebellious children. All we did was eat. Don't pray over the food. Just eat. Just drink it. Just drink it. Everything from coffee to juice to wine to scotch and bourbon and gin. And, you know, and now, <laughs> you know, now I, I have to learn these things. That's why I do so much research. You know, you somebody needs little styrofoam cups. Oh, you got something else up in that piece. Got some syrup up in there. You didn't know about y'all little syrup drinkers. Got your little syrup. Got your syrup. Oh, it's a, it's a, see, we used to call them family reunion cups. <laughs> yeah, but you got something else up in there. <laughs> Jesus was treated like a rebellious son. He was dragged outside the city. He was beaten and hung on a tree for us. That should have been us. Please don't don't let that don't let that get by you. That should have been us. See, again, in Moses's day, rebellious sons were cursed because of how they would impact the whole nation. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Mm, mm, mm. See, oh God, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. This is a strong statement, even hard for me to form the words. But because of the call of God on my life, I got to say this. As much as I hate saying it, God understood that if he didn't teach his people Israel how to have a healthy community, 
they would eventually destroy themselves after he rescued them from Egypt. What pains me, and I'm sure it does others, what pains me so much is we as black folks still don't get that. We don't, you don't understand that you having children that you don't raise destroys our community, our schools, our churches, our neighborhood. You, you, you don't get it. And because I'm talking like this, you're going to go to happy church where they let you do whatever you want to do and call it God. But I might as well go all the way back 25 years when I first started preaching. What I used to say all the time, I ain't scared of none of y'all. I still ain't scared after 25 years. Okay, let me say it because none of y'all clapped up here. I ain't scared of none of y'all. Saints was laughing. You know, because sometimes stuff just, you know, come out of my mouth and my spirit and, you know, pray at some of it's God, most of it anyway. And, you know, I remember I was just talking. I was like, yeah, you and you having your 77th baby shower. You want us to come. You didn't have 77 babies with you and you ain't married. Ain't nobody coming to that. That ain't God. Now see. Now you're mad again. See, but they, I ain't scared of none of y'all. Because what you're doing is you're encouraging sinful behavior that brings a curse in our land. Aren't you tired of that? When you gonna get tired? When you gonna get tired? When you gonna be woke for real? Not to mention Jesus already died. For every rebellious son. The cross for the saint is a symbol of the curse. That's why we're going to give you a cross so you remember. You ain't cursed if you're saved because Jesus took the curse. So don't act like you cursed. You shouldn't stay sick. You shouldn't stay broke. You shouldn't be confused. Your house shouldn't be in shambles. Your marriage shouldn't be on the rocks all the time. Because you're not cursed. That happens to curse people. If you find yourself saying, man, my car broke down. See, my car broke down, the refrigerator broke. Man, turn around, the refrigerator broke, man. I broke my leg. Man, I didn't have to broke my leg, man. They called me, laid me up. You curse. There's something going on. You need to get your cross back out. And repent. Repent right there. Repent. Just begin to repent. Somebody, somebody needs to start doing that right now. Somebody probably is watching. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. See, the stubborn, rebellious, gluttonous, drunk son. You're selfish. All you're thinking about is yourself. If you stubborn and rebellious, won't listen. Oh, God, I get, man, sometimes I got to calm down. Because I'm seeing stuff. Because see, you know, by the grace of God. Now, I don't throw my kids out in front of y'all like that, but we ain't got no kids like that. Oh, I ain't saying they perfect. 
okay, I'm gonna have a moment. Cameron, Lexus, y'all know it, come, it comes and goes. So, <laughs> some of y'all been here long enough to remember when Cameron was a little fella. You know, I kept him looking like me. That's my son. I had Jordans, he had Jordans. I had tracksuits, he matched me. But when that boy started getting bad grades and being rebellious, I'm like, oh no, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna look good and be bad. That don't make sense. So, so back when we used to have chairs up here, I had him sitting right up in front of everybody. Wouldn't cut his hair. He hated it. Put on some old ratty, I kept some old ratty clothes. Old ratty clothes. He wasn't fresh. He wasn't dripping, cause he was tripping. See, I'm just helping some people. See, this is what you need to do to stop fostering this rebellious, hard-headed child that go in the refrigerator to eat stuff and don't leave you none. Woo, man, at least we start, don't drink all the orange juice up, you didn't buy it. But these, some of these rascals today, boy, they act like they own the orange juice, the refrigerator, and the house. Just go off in your bedroom, just go get in your wallet, I know y'all want me to keep y'all want me to move past this part. I know you do. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna move on, though. I didn't realize until the Lord showed me as I got older, have children, married, all that pastoring, that my mother, my dearly departed mother, the late great Cecilia Jane Logan, because there was no father in the home. She exerted more strength than she had in her to play both roles. A mother should not have to raise five children by herself because the man won't help. And he running around here, a rebellious curse on him. And then he run into another lady that don't know Jesus with a curse on her. And they mix their curses together and produce another child that's cursed. See, this punishment that we read in Deuteronomy chapter 5 was the punishment given again to those that disobeyed the fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother. It's the first commandment with promise that your days may be long on earth. Could this be the reason why so many young, disobedient, rebellious boys are dying so young? They do not honor their parents. Well, maybe it's because the parents aren't living honorable and the son and the daughter don't know how to honor you. They don't even know who you are. I wish you could see how you looking at me. They don't know how to honor you. They don't know who you are. Last time they saw you, you was, they were three. Back in the 70s, when you look like Sly Stone. <laughs> See, things don't go well for children that don't honor their earthly father and mother. 
Did you hear what I said? Write it down then. Things don't go well for children that don't honor their father and their mother. This is why we got all this crazy going on in the world. It's a bunch of children. And I'm going to move on because it's, you know. Boy, I wish Cameron Alexis would call me James. <laughs> hey, James. Pop. They sliding. Across the room. On carpet. But I get it. I get it. You had your son at 16. Now you're 31 and he's 15. And, you know, you're going to the club with him. He got to call you by your first name in the club because you're trying to be young still. You still think you're cute. You're still trying to be sexy. You're a doggone mama. I didn't mean to say this ain't in none of my notes. I didn't mean to say none of this. You, you sexy. You want to be sexy. All right. All right. Let me. Let me. Things don't go well for sons and daughters that dishonor their parents. This is the Bible. I am not making this up. Curses come upon people that don't honor their father and mother. And those curses eventually affect the land. So now everybody's being impacted by the curses on children that don't honor God and are not in fellowship with Jesus. Now you can just drive down the expressway and I pray it don't happen to anybody under the sound of my voice and just get shot by some cursed person. Hmm. See, fathers and mothers are the foundation of civilization. Get it. Get it. Stop having babies you ain't going to raise. Stop sleeping with women you ain't going to marry. Stop sleeping with men you just want to have a good time. You're destroying the fabric of civilization. I know you don't know that because you're just trying to have a good time. Uh-huh. You're trying to live your best life now. And some of the fault is preachers because they ain't preaching this. They just want you to be blessed and uh, have your best life now. So you laying down with anybody because you want to have a good time. But you don't understand fathers and mothers, families are the foundation of civilization. Let's get to the good part. You ready for it? No, y'all ain't. Let me keep going. You ain't act like you're excited about it. Turn to Galatians, back to Galatians 3.13. Again, suffering comes first. We got to suffer. Can I tell you something? Some of y'all don't know this. Some of y'all do. But the folks that don't know it might be 30 and under. Raising children is suffering. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yes, I do. I love my two children. But it, 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 we suffered with them. 
I remember Lexis used to have these sores in her scalp that we couldn't, couldn't comb her hair. We took her to the doctor. They didn't know what it was. They put some stupid stuff on it. And we just said, we just start putting bless oil and praying over it. It was just eating her scalp and eating her hair. We, 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 it just, man, it just, it just you know, because when you love, you know, you, you know, if you have children, you, when they go through, you go through. You know, I mean, Cameron used to have these nosebleeds in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day. And, and so we, I had to take him to the doctor for them to do this procedure where they stuck this thing in his nose. And, and I don't know, forget it, what it was. And he's a little bitty fella. I had to hold my son while this doctor heard him and made him cry. It was the most conflicted. I wanted to, I want my son to be here, but I want to knock you out, but I can't knock you out because you're trying to help my son, but I'm holding my son, but I want to knock you out because you're hurting my son. I'm hurt. He hurt. Who I mean, I need to hurt you. Everybody in this room need to hurt right now. I was suffering. He wasn't the only one. I'm, I'm paying for him to suffer to be healed. Y'all walking around like your parents ain't did nothing to you. I'll push you down and ask the Lord to forgive me. Notice I didn't say I hit you. I'll push you down. That's what, back in the old days, it push you down. Better not get up. <laughs> Don't you turn me into DCFS. Don't you turn me in. All right, let's get to the good part. We'll go home. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Let's read it again. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through faith in Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. After we have accepted the cross, after we understand the curse, after we have suffered a while, we know that eventually the blessing is coming. Tell somebody the blessing of Abraham is coming into your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. The blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham is for those that walk with Christ. See, the cross not only brings suffering and shame, but the cross brings the blessing of Abraham rather than the curse of rebellious sons. See, what you and I need to understand is that what comes after the suffering what happens when we embrace the cross of Jesus and his suffering is that the blessing of Abraham comes on our life. You need to begin to expect the blessing of Abraham to come on your life. Stop running around here expecting to be cursed and broke and frustrated all your life. What you need to do is realize because of the cross, the power of the cross goes beyond suffering and shame and it brings into my life the blessing of Abraham. See, the blessings, the blessings God promised Abraham now belong to the saints. The blessings of Abraham can be summed up from James chapter 2, verse 23. God called Abraham his friend. 
Remember that song by Israel Houghton? I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. See, see, another reason you can't really <laughs> appropriate that verse is because you need reconciliation with your friends. Because you keep breaking up with your friends. You're mad at your friends more than you're happy with them. Oh, I wish I could walk down there. Some of us ain't, some, I ain't gonna say us. Some of y'all ain't got friends in your life over three years. So you don't know what a friend is anymore. You're calling them frenemies and stuff like that. You don't know what, it, you don't know what it's like to have a friend. Abraham was God's friend. God said Abraham, called Abraham his friend because God said, I can tell Abraham stuff I can't tell everybody else. See, you ain't like that because everything everybody tell you, you tell everybody else. When you got a real friend, you know what a real friend is. One of my oldest and closest friends, his birthday is April 14th. We have been friends over 50 years. 50 years. We still talk. He don't, he didn't live around here. We still talk. We talk just like we did when we were back then, even though what we talk about is current because our friendship is the same. And don't raise your hand. How many genuine friends do you have that are your confidant that you can tell anything to that all they'll do is pray for you. They won't judge you. Anything you need, they're there for you. See, that's why you need to understand Abraham was a friend of God. That's part of the blessing that comes into your life is that you become a friend of God and God will share things with you that you need to know for your future so you're prepared for what's next because he's your friend. You're not walking around wondering what's going to happen and who am I? Your friend who is your creator, who is God, is always talking to you, telling you he loves you, telling you why he created you, telling you what your gifts are, telling you how you're anointed, telling you what the next blessing is. Somebody ain't happy yet? God said to Abraham in Genesis 12, let me finish this. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Verse three, I will bless those that bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse, God says. And through every family, and through you rather, every family on the earth will be blessed. Write this down. I'm gonna just quote these, uh, line them out. These are the sevenfold, or it's called the sevenfold blessing of Abraham. I just read it. I'm gonna read number one. God made Abraham a great nation. In other words, all of Abraham's descendants were kings and great people. Who wouldn't want your children to be great and your grandchildren to be great? Nobody wants their children to go to jail, be thugs, drug dealers, murderers, pedophiles. Number two, God blessed Abraham. Don't you want God to bless you? 
No, 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 no. I'm not talking about some figment in your mind, some fantasy blessing. I'm talking about where you just know you're blessed. Where you just walk around and say, my God, I'm blessed. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to get this in your spirit. I mean, you just, you know, you just had some popcorn, you know, walked out of the movie and just, man, I'm blessed. No, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. Okay, so, so, so. You, 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 you're asleep in, in the bed. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. You just wake up. Woohoo! I'm blessed! Uh, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. One more. This one's going to really stick with you. You wake up in the morning. You sitting on the toilet. You jump up. Woo! I'm blessed! <laughs> so you ain't going to forget that one, are you? Because when you're blessed, you just know it. It impacts your attitude morning, noon, and night. Tell somebody, tell your face you're blessed. Okay. Number two, God blessed Abraham. Number three, God made his name great. We know in Hebrew that's the word shame. Spelled S-H-E-M. It means your nature, your character, and your reputation. Some of y'all don't need, you, you need to know, you need your reputation blessed. You, there's some stuff you can get on reputation alone. They ain't going to check your credit score. Can I prophesy to somebody? They ain't going to check your credit score. They're not going to see how much money you got in the bank. If you got a good reputation, sometime somebody say, I just feel like I need to do this for you. I'm just going to do this for you. Why? Because your reputation is blessed. Woo! Somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, bless my reputation. Oh, God, bless my reputation. Now, 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 after he blessed it, don't go around lying and stealing and messing your reputation up and then run around blaming somebody else because you ain't getting up, you ain't getting forward in life. Because you didn't mess your reputation up. Oh. The reason some people don't come to church because you didn't mess your reputation up. Because anybody going to believe you when you're praying. Oh, no, no. That brother need to stop praying. I, I see what he's doing. What, what? <laughs> Just having flashback. I'm going to be done in a minute here. You know, pastor, pastor. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm telling you straight up truth. You have no idea how many people come to church back in the day. Well, maybe, you know, we'll have choirs now. And they would come and they would tell, tell us after church, I can't believe that heifer in the choir. You, they tell me that. I don't, who is that? I don't know who you're talking about. I ain't from here. I wasn't born here. Didn't go to school here. I don't know. Folk write all kind of letters. One of your people's in the chest. Da, 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 da. You mess your reputation up. They love the church. They just didn't want to deal with you. Because you had a bad reputation. God made Abraham's nature. Abraham had a good nature. He was a good man on the inside. He had good moral values, core values. His character. Abraham wouldn't say one thing and do another. 
His reputation was great. That can be yours today. Some of you have to rebuild it, but you can still get it. Number four, God made Abraham a blessing to others. I, I know I'm talking to some people. I, matter of fact, I'm going to encourage you, encourage myself. I know I'm talking to most of the people in here. You want to be a blessing to other people. I know, I know you're tired of borrowing money you don't pay back. I know you want to be a blessing. You got quiet. <laughs> you want to be a blessing to other people. You want to have enough to take care of you and yours and be a blessing to other people. I know you're in here. I know you're watching. You want to be a blessing to other people. Okay. In verse or number five, God blesses those who bless Abraham. So when you have a good reputation and you're a blessing to other people, God will bless them when they bless you. Don't you want God to bless people that bless you? So then there's some prayers you don't have to pray for people because if they're blessing you, you know God's going to bless them. Wow. And then the sixfold blessing is God curses people who cursed Abraham. So, so some folk, you ain't going to have to say, God, get them. After they do you wrong, you're going to be like, oh, you don't know what you did when you did me like that. Oh, God, have mercy on them, Lord, because they don't know what they did when they cursed me. They don't know what they did when they came after my name. And then the sevenfold blessing, and I'm finished. Every family on earth is blessed through Abraham. Man, can you imagine what it would be like to know that through you, everybody on earth is going to be blessed? You know how that happens? Through your seed. Through how your children and your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, the world is blessed because you raised your children right. The world gets the benefit of you raising your children right and your children raising their children and everybody being raised right, they get blessed. This is the sevenfold blessing of Abraham that comes upon all who place their faith in Jesus Christ and his cross. Stand on your feet, please. It's the power of the cross. Lift your hands, please. A lot has been said. All necessary. All true, except the jokes. God does not want you walking around as a rebellious child. He does not want any that hear this message to take it lightly. God does not want any one of us to think of the cross as just a keepsake, a trinket. Something that you wear around your neck for religious purposes. There's power in the cross. This is just the first installment of these messages about the cross. Mm. Jesus. My God, mm. today you have an awesome opportunity to make Jesus Christ your Savior and your Lord. You have an incredible opportunity to go from being cursed to being blessed. You have the opportunity to stop 
men from dragging you to the gates of the city. If you want to be saved, and you're in this building or you're watching online, but those of you in this building, if you want to be saved, lift your hand right where you are. Lift it and wave it at me. Wave it, wave it, wave it. I see a hand. If you're backslidden, lift it and wave it, wave it, wave it, wave it. That means you walked away. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not just COVID. You walked, that kept you out of the church. It was your own heart and mind. If you did either one of those things, if you're not saved and you're backslidden, say, excuse me and come out, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out. You're not saved or you walked away, you backslid, you, you didn't keep following your faith. You didn't keep following up with the Lord. You didn't keep fellowship with the Lord. You didn't keep talking to the Lord. You didn't stay in contact with the Lord through his word or through worship and fellowship. If you're not saved, don't be ashamed. I'd, I'm telling you, I would rather be shamed than keep that curse on me. I'd rather have some embarrassment because your life is an embarrassment. If you're not saved, people that know you see you going through hell, see your life is messed up. That's the shame that you should not want. The singers can come out. If you're not saved, come. If you're not saved, come. If you walked away from Jesus, come back. Come back, come back. If you're not saved. Pastor, would you minister to these ladies, these young women, and lead them to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. If you're not saved. You're rebellious. You're gluttonous. You're selfish. You're causing problems more for yourself or more for others than you are yourself. You're not in this world by yourself. There are people worried about you, concerned about you. Don't be selfish. Give your life to Jesus Christ. He endured the cross, despising the shame. There's joy in front of this decision. All you need to do is make it. Don't stay where you are. Be able to see the joy of you being saved, you being healed, your mind being renewed. You're helping your family, your mama, your grandma. See you helping your cousin, nephews, nieces. See the joy in front of you. Don't just see the shame and the pain and the suffering. Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Third altar call. If you want to join this church, if you want to join, it's been a while. Come out of your seat right now. Just come out of your seat. Come now. Say, excuse me, of course, and come out. Come out. And if you're watching and you want to join, email us. Let us know. We won't deny you if you've already placed your faith in Jesus Christ. Where would I be without the cross? Somebody watching right now is weeping 
profusely because your sin as it were has found you out and you're being overwhelmed by all the rebellious things you did let me pray for you father I pray for that person who is profusely overwhelmed and emotionally stricken by how rebellious they lived towards you. Let your grace find its place right where they are. Because where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Let your grace abound right there in that place where they are and bring healing to their heads and their hearts and drain all the bitterness, the anger, the frustration, and the guilt that comes along with it. Fill them with your spirit and let the joy of the Lord be their portion from this day forward, even forevermore. Wow. Lift your hands one last time. We're going to finish this up. We're going to do communion. Where would I be? You only know. I'm glad you see through eyes of love. That's how he's seeing you right now. A hopeless case, an empty space, if not for grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. A hopeless case, an empty space, if not for grace. Lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. The cross, there's power in the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for enduring the cross for us. I'm free today because you allowed yourself to be shackled, beaten, nailed to a tree. I'm blessed today because you were cursed. Thank you, Jesus. It was a hopeless case. I was a hopeless case. I was a sinner with no way out. Couldn't stop myself from sinning. Couldn't stop myself from getting high. Couldn't stop myself from stealing, breaking into houses. But your grace, your cross, thank you for the power of the cross in our lives. A hopeless case. An empty place. A hopeless case. You don't have to be that way anymore. You have access now to sonship. Through his cross, he has reconciled us back to the Father. You can have right relationships with your God now. A hopeless case, an empty space, if not for grace. Thank you, Jesus. If you're not saved, one last time. If you backslid, one last time. Come down. If you want to join, come now. Come now. Come, 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 come now. If you do it online, let us know.
Bless your hearts. In Jesus' name. Just go ahead and sing that. It just, it just, it just, and the sound is so good. So go ahead and sing it. His name is Jaira. You are love. I will, I will be content. Hallelujah. In every circumstance. is enough the cross was enough after he no let me say it this way while he was still on the cross he said father it's finished nothing else needs to be done that's why the cross is so powerful you can't make yourself clean. You can't make yourself sinless. The cross did it all. I thank him for the cross. My, 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 my. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we prepare our hearts and minds to do Holy Communion, to partake in your body and your blood, it is a remembrance it is to remind us there is no curse on us but yet the blessing of Abraham is on us and that we should expect to walk in the favor of God and taking holy communion is to remind the believer of the power of the cross so we thank you for that in Jesus name amen before you take your seat and before we uh, hand out the communion cups we're going to receive the offering today, the tithe and the offering. If you want to give your $125 for the 25th church anniversary, you're certainly welcome to do so. We thank God for you, and God wants you to understand like never before how to walk in the blessing and stop perpetuating the curse. Stop perpetuating it. All right? Those of you that are watching online, take take the opportunity to use those options that are at the bottom of your screen those of you that are in here get an offering envelope or use your electronic device or and 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 so into the kingdom i was going to say it, the app but the app ain't ready yet and so uh take the opportunity to use uh, uh the church app it's not ready yet take your, this opportunity to use a uh, direct tithe and uh we'll you'll be blessed by it and God will move in your life. So many things are within my mind right now in Jesus' name. So take your offering up. Take your, put your hand up if you've already given. Thank you, Jesus. 
Let me pray for you. Those of you watching, the same thing. Put your hand up or your device or your whatever your envelope, whatever you're using. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for the word of God today. Mm. I thank you for the power of your cross, Jesus. I thank you that we're no longer considered rebellious sons when the Father looks at us. When he hears our prayers, he knows the character, the nature, and the reputation we have. And I thank you for responding to the prayers of the righteous like never before in this last and evil day. Bless your people. Bless the saints. Bless them with every blessing in spiritual places, in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus is my prayer. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.